This is the Star Coach Show with Meg Rentschler, episode 277. I think about podcast guesting in three ways. So like, how do you find them? You know, how do you pitch them? And then how do you keep them? Right. So like finding them, we talked about it. You find them with a really good research strategy. How do you pitch them? Your others focus. You're focusing on bringing value to the audience. Now, how do you keep them? And what do I mean by keep them? I mean, how do you keep the relationship going with the podcast host? Okay. So for newsflash for everybody out there that does not host a podcast, deciding to host a podcast and actually doing it is a big undertaking in a business. And a somebody that has decided to be a podcast host is somebody that's really committed to providing value to their people. You know, podcast hosts are some of the most passionate business owners that I've ever met, connected business owners, and these are people that you want in your corner. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello and welcome to the show. It is wonderful to have you join us for a very timely topic and one that's obviously near and dear to my heart. And that's how can you uncomplicate being an entrepreneur, being a coach through podcast guesting. That is just one of the many ways that we think about creating value getting in front of an audience, and over the years has just exploded. Very truthfully, it's not unusual at all to hear somebody say, yeah, I have a podcast. There are many, many podcasts out there. I am. um, And because of that, actually, I want to thank you for taking time to be with this podcast, because I know there's lots of different things that pull attention and many different shows that you could be listening to. And I hope that you're here because you have a real interest in having impact on people. How do you get your work in front of others? If you're a leader, how are you maximizing your leadership? And as a coach, what are you doing to stay focused on building skills, being the best partner you can be for your clients, and creating a business income? and flow of clients that you're actually getting your impact into the world. That's what the Star Coach Show is all about. I'm Meg Rentschler. I'm your host, and I'm delighted to bring this information to you each week. And as you'll hear in the interview today, absolutely delighted to be meeting the guests that I am and being able to bring their expertise forward, because I believe with every guest that I pick to be on the show, that it's somehow impacting your journey in this world by interfacing with the guests that I have on the show. The guest today is somebody that I so enjoyed spending time with. Kristen Molinar is full of light and energy, and you're going to hear that in her interview. She is an entrepreneur enthusiast who lives by the mantra, work less, make more. Now, who doesn't love that mantra? She enjoys helping entrepreneurs 
ditch vanity metrics, and we're going to talk about what those vanity metrics are in the interview, instead to focus on true profitable connections. Kristen is the CEO of Yes Boss, which is a podcast booking agency, making her particularly skilled on giving the information that she's going to give today. And what her focus is, is that entrepreneurs can elevate their visibility and their credibility to scale their businesses without having to become a full-time marketer. She's going to give some really actionable strategies in this interview and just kind of help you maybe look through the lens of the podcast host as you set yourself up to potentially begin to bring your message through podcast platforms. So let's not wait any longer. Let's go to my interview with Kristen Molinar. Kristen Molinar, so excited to have you on the Star Coach Show. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to chat with you today. I'm excited to talk about how we can uncomplicate entrepreneurship. Even if you all are like maybe not a total entrepreneur yet, or you're thinking about becoming an entrepreneur, hang in there. I mean, do not think, well, this episode is not for me because I guarantee you this episode is for you. Kristen's going to be sharing some incredible things, but I'd like to start with what what led you into doing the kind of work you do and what lights you up about it? Yeah. So my entrepreneur journey is kind of interesting. It definitely starts with entrepreneur failure, which I would say that I can attribute complicated entrepreneurship to my entrepreneur failure. I was trying to do all the things to just get people to notice me, to see me, to build my credibility, to get out there, to make some money online, you know, all the things. And I think that a lot of people that are trying to make money online, they, they end up in that trap because we are bombarded with all the Facebook ads that tell us entrepreneurs, we have to do everything. You know, you have to have an Instagram and a Pinterest and you better be on YouTube and don't forget the podcast and you better be blogging. And are you building that email list? Have you nurtured them? What about your welcome series? And TikTok <laughs> just came out. Are you on TikTok now? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. So I was trying to do all the things and I, in my frenzy of entrepreneur failure, I actually decided to become a virtual assistant myself. Um, I figured, you know what? I know how to like apply for virtual assistant jobs. I can just collect hourly money and make something work. And I ended up turning that virtual first virtual assistant gig where I was making $15 an hour. I ended up turning it into a six-figure agency. And I had realized during that time that I had really overcomplicated things to begin with. And I wanted to get out and start talking to people about what I had seen, you know, how I had complicated things and then uncomplicated things, what I had seen in my clients' lives, all of that stuff. And so I actually told my team that I wanted to start doing podcast guesting because I thought that was a really great way to just get out and start sharing about the information that I had learned and sharing my experiences. And in my mind, it was a very like passion-driven thing. Like I just want this to be easier for other people. I feel like people are doing all the things because they're told that they need to in order to be successful. And I've proven that I could build a six-figure agency without social media and actually with a really horrible website. <laughs> and it's not about doing what everybody else is telling you to do. So anyways, I after some time saying that I wanted to be a podcast guest, but not pitching myself because I then started to get very complicated in my own brain about, you know, are people going to need this and, I, and what do they want? Yes. And, 
I have am to I have good glossies. enough? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> am I good enough? You know, all of the things, a lot of it was just mental junk. My team started pitching for me and it was like this breath of fresh air that I could just show up and do what I love, which is talk about entrepreneurship, talk about building businesses online. But the ripple effect of that was we realized that it was the most profitable thing I was doing in my business. And so then we started looking at like, huh, you know, we have all these clients who also are overcomplicating their business and showing up to talk on podcasts and connecting with people, which is really the root, I believe, of podcast guesting, connecting with people. If we could help our clients do this, then why are we doing anything else? So that is where our business is today. We do exclusively podcast guest booking. So people come to us to get booked on podcasts. So it's what I do as evidenced by me sitting here talking to you, Meg. Exactly. (laughs) And it's what we do for our clients as well. So good. And I will tell you in the four years that I've been doing this show, podcast guest agencies have just, you know, really skyrocketed uh, that it's a great way as a podcast host to get some awesome recommendations. And, and I think that as we look at that, as we look at that's what you're exclusively doing right now, it obviously ties into uncomplicating entrepreneurship. So when we think about simplicity, when we think about that core thing that you just talked about in connection, where do you want to start as we explore this passion of yours? Yeah. So I think the best place to start is kind of talking about how a lot of people see podcast guesting and what I have found to be true about podcast guesting. Because I think that there are some misconceptions about the true value of being a podcast guest. Obviously, this is marketing and PR. And I think a lot of people put it in one of those two buckets and just chalk it up to you know, marketing says, get in front of the biggest audience you possibly can. It's about attracting all the numbers. PR says, get in front of the biggest name, like the most recognizable name. So you can plaster that and build your credibility through that. Now, I'm not saying it's not those things, but I do believe and have proven with my numbers, we've tracked analytics on this, that when you go into podcast guesting with the the intent or the belief that it is just get on the biggest, best show, and then everything is going to change. You're really missing out on the profitability aspect of being a podcast guest. So I see this as I call it networking on steroids. So if you think for a moment with me about the fact that we didn't always have social media to grow our businesses, there was a way to grow our businesses before that, that didn't involve plastering tons of content online. And that at the root of that was connection. And I have found that being a podcast guest, connection is the true gold that comes out of being a podcast guest. So when somebody expects that they're going to show up, record a great episode, let the episode drop, and then boom, all these results are going to happen on the back end, you're setting yourself up for you know misaligned expectations. The real profit comes from doing what people have done since the beginning of time in business, and that is connecting with the person in front of you. So for me, Meg, this is about getting to know you and aligning what I'm doing with what you want for your audience. So how can I show up and provide value to your audience so that I can prove to you like I'm a valuable connection and maybe you want to be a valuable connection for me. And as we get to know each other, we can increase the value of each other's networks, increase the value that we bring to our audiences. This is about value building and connecting and seeing the person on the other side of the microphone 
as somebody that we genuinely want to build a long lasting relationship. Like I'm not in business to be a one hit wonder. I'm in business to add value to the world. And that comes from genuine connection. And we've found that that is where the real gold of podcast guesting is as well. So good. So that connection, and I was smiling when you were talking about before social media, we had to build our businesses. I was in business before social media. I'm that old. So (laughs) back in 1990, it was about meeting people and connecting with people and doing coffees and doing lunches and, you know, letting them know about what you did and being curious about what they did. And, and that's, you know, how I built that business then. And very much of what I've carried into even into the social media age. So for those people who are listening, who are like, okay, I'm intrigued. I'm thinking about this. What do you want people to think about when they are well, I guess playing with the idea of maybe I want to do more podcast guesting. I should know how to say this. I have a podcast. Podcast guesting. It can be a mouthful. Admittedly, <laughs> it can be a mouthful. And I say it quite often. So <laughs> you, have, I feel you on that. Yeah. So the very first thing that you're going to be faced with if you decide to become a podcast guest is, okay, so what do I say? <laughs> you know, can I just send an email to somebody that says, Hey, I'd love to be a guest on your podcast. These are all the ways I'm really wonderful. No, please don't. Please Please don't. don't I've gotten a couple of those and they just, yeah, please don't do that. This is not a resume writing exercise. And, you know, one of the things that I want to kind of set the stage for this is when my team began pitching me, remember I said I didn't have social media presence and my website was awful. So I had to figure out how the heck I was going to stand out. And I feel like we really nailed it because this is what we do time and time again. The way that you need to think about your pitch is how can you provide the most value to the podcast host audience? Podcast hosts are trying to figure out how to create content that resonates with their audience. So what are you going to show up and talk about that's going to provide value to that audience? And we do this in two very distinct ways. One, we write talking points and talking points have to be others focused. So, you know, how can you talk about, or you can think about your talking points kind of like blog topics. And sometimes I say like, learn what clickbait is. And I hate that word. And I know it's like really cringeworthy, but clickbait will teach you how to write talking points that provide value, but also create curiosity. So the right talking points have a little bit of that kind of element in it. Mm -hmm. Like one of my talking points is how knowing how to run your business could be the very thing that's sabotaging your success. And so it's like, okay, this isn't about me, Kristen. This isn't about the things I've done, but it's about this angle that I can bring to the table, this talking point that's a little bit curiosity driven. And so how can you write things like that in your talking points? The way that I say it is you've got to deliver an episode up on a silver platter to the podcast host. Don't expect that you are going to tell them that you're wonderful. And then the podcast host is going to whip up a beautiful episode that's going to highlight your brilliance. Like you, that kind of that upfront work is on the, uh, or is the responsibility of the podcast guest. So you've got to start there. And I just want those of you who are listening to know that podcast hosts, or at least I get probably 10 pitches a day. 
for my show. So it is where it work. Anybody who wants to be at my show has to be willing to do a exploratory call with me to see if they're really a fit for the show. Because as much as I love the guests that come on my show, and I love the guests, and I love being able to meet people from, I just love that part. But the reality is every single one of those guests is going through a screening with me about, is this the best person for me to put in front of you? Because you, my audience is my reason for doing this show. Exactly. Exactly. So I think that a lot of people miss out on that when they're focused on how wonderful they are or that they have to prove that they're wonderful in order to be a podcast guest. You have to prove that you can bring value to the table. The second thing, because I, I think that I said two things at the beginning of this. So yes, to kind of, yes. okay, good. The second thing would be, yes. <laughs> I'm trying to get good at that. Like, okay, there's two things. Remember to go <laughs> so with the second one. So let's be sure we well. do both things. Yeah, yes. right. Otherwise everybody's thinking, what was that other one? The second one is a really great bio. And the bi- same thing with your bio. Your bio needs to talk about how you provide value to the people listening. And then you tie in your accolades as they relate or prove the value that you bring to the audience. It's not about, you know, my name is Kristen and, you know, I built a whatever figure agency with however many people. And this is all about the wonderful things about me. Those accolades or those accomplishments are the place for them is to prove the value that you're bringing to the table. So like in my bio, I talk about, I like to help entrepreneurs ditch vanity metrics. Well, that's help. That's proving to, or showcasing to the audience. Okay. What is she going to talk about in this episode? Like, why would I want to listen to Kristen? What is, where's the alignment there? And then you can follow it up with, you know, as evidenced by, you know, what, you know, building a, you know, six figure agency with zero social media and a crappy website. Um, but it's got to lead with the value that you bring to the table. So these are the very, very first things that you've got to think about before pitching yourself as a guest. But once you have those, then you can start sending out your pitch to people and hosts can very easily see in your email. Yes, this person is a good fit. No, they're not a good fit. If they're a good fit, it's like, yeah, I, oh my gosh, yes, I would love to record an episode about that thing. And it becomes so much easier to get in the door. Absolutely. So just before we get too far, for anybody who's like, well, what would be a vanity metric? I don't want to leave any question marks uh, hanging out there. So yeah. what would you consider a vanity metric? Yes. Yeah, so, okay. So to explain a vanity metric, you've got to understand what like a what makes a successful business. So a successful business is able to attract new people, nurture those people, sell to them, and then retain or keep the people. So, you know, this is like the basics of a sales funnel is what makes, and I know sales funnel, sometimes people are like, oh, please stop saying sales funnel. But basically it's like, what do you need to build a successful business? Attract, nurture, sell, retain. Those are the four steps. Vanity metrics are when you are attracting, 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 never nurturing, never selling, never retaining. Never retaining. <laughs> <laughs> so a vanity metric is are things like, you know, tons and tons of social media followers that don't result in any sales. Now I'm not, I don't, I know I talk about like, I don't do social media. I'm not trying to knock social media because I right. think that it can be absolutely powerful However, when you fall victim to the marketing messages of like, grow your Instagram following by like 10,000 followers a week. Okay, great. But like, what are we doing with those 10,000 followers? And what does that mean as far as a bottom line? 
because right. I don't know about you. I didn't get into business to be famous. I'm not looking for fame. I'm looking for, you know, the finances that lead to freedom. Like right. my motivation is freedom and finances. I could care less about fame though. When we fall victim to the marketing messages that we have to do, like the top end numbers, the attract numbers, you know, even an email list, if you're not nurturing an email list, if nobody from there is turning into a paying client, that's a vanity metric. And sure, you could look really good, but that's not actually successful. And you're going to end up feeling overwhelmed and burned out by your business because it's not producing real success for you. Excellent. So, Anybody who had that question niggling around was just answered beautifully. So what else? So you said, first thing we need is to really create what our talking points are in such a way that they grab attention, that they're things that are going to bring value to an audience. How is our bio written in the same way? What else do we need to be thinking about when wanting to um, start our podcast guesting appearances? Yeah. Yeah. You have to make sure that you are finding podcasts that are aligned with your business, your message. It cracks me up how many times I hear from podcast hosts that they've been, you know, they're in the entrepreneur category and they're pitched by people that are in like gardening or like mom, you know, mom lifestyle. And they just think like, why are you spending your time sending me a pitch? And they're just like so confused. (laughs) It is confusing. (laughs) I'm like, did you read anything about the show? Uh, I get some very interesting pitches sometimes and, and it, you know, I thank them for their time, but let them know that they're just not a fit for, for what the star coach show does for strategies, tools, and resources for coaches. Yeah. Yeah. And Meg, you're so polite because, because it's so many hosts are like, I just delete them. (laughs) You know, they're just so irritated. So you're being extra nice in my mind. (laughs) And I think this comes because people don't know how to do their research. And so I'll give you, I'm going to give away like our top research strategy because I feel like this is gold. We have four different internal strategies we use, but this, if you just employ this one in your business, you can ensure that you're pitching yourself on relevant podcasts and you're saving yourself the embarrassment. Because frankly, I think that you're actually like, you're discrediting yourself by pitching yourself for the wrong podcast. We don't, this is not about, you know, having a bad reputation. We want to make sure we're keeping our reputation intact. Right. Yeah. So the way, the best strategy that we have utilized to date to ensure that you are pitching yourself for a podcast that's interested in the type of thing that you talk about is we call it following the influencer path. So essentially finding somebody who has done podcast guesting before you that has a business that's complementary to your business. So for example, my business does podcast booking. We get people placed as podcast guests. Some things that might be a complementary business to mine is some other kinds of marketing strategies. So somebody that talks about other marketing, somebody that talks about PR. I would even talk, go to follow or call somebody an influencer that talks about like delegation. So if you're a coach, you know, what are some strategies that other people are talking about that are not competitive, but are complementary to what you're doing. So we're we're trying to think like they are trying to attract the same audience, but they're not doing the exact same thing as I'm doing. Right. Right. So then you look at what podcast that you look at what podcast that person has guested on and you pitch yourself for those podcasts. So that tells you that the podcast host is interested in featuring businesses or business owners like you 
They're interested in complimentary messages that you have. So they might be interested in the angle that you bring to the table. And there's this increase in potential synergy between you and the podcast host, which is really, really what we're looking for. We want to make sure that the podcast host and you, the podcast guest, have that common ground and you're going to be able to connect in a meaningful way. So think about when you listen to an interview that's uncomfortable, an interview where there's just a disconnect. Do you really want to listen to that interview? Do you want to engage in that? And that's why what Kristen is talking about is so important. If you are able to be on a podcast where you guys have some like-mindedness, you're able to bounce off of one another, isn't that so much more fun to listen to than the stilted sort of excruciating because they can be. Has it? Yes. I mean, hands up, guys. Have you ever <laughs> heard like an excruciating interview? I have, and it makes me uncomfortable to listen to it. So it does. It thank does. you for that gold nugget. What else do you want to tell us about any other tips for getting onto podcasts? Yeah. So the the final tip. So I have like this little three. I think about podcast guesting in three ways. So like, how do you find them? you know, how do you pitch them? And then how do you keep them? Right. So like finding them, we talked about it. You find them with a really good research strategy. How do you pitch them? Your others focus, you're focusing on bringing value to the audience. Now, how do you keep them? And what do I mean by keep them? I mean, how do you keep the relationship going with the podcast host? Okay. So for newsflash for everybody out there that does not host a podcast, hosting up, deciding to host a podcast and actually doing it is a big undertaking in a business. And a somebody that has decided to be a podcast host, somebody that's really committed to providing value to their people. You know, podcast hosts are some of the most passionate business owners that I've ever met, connected business owners, and these are people that you want in your corner. You know, as a podcast guest, you have had this unique opportunity to show up for 20 to 60 minutes and really provide value and showcase to that host that you know what you're talking about, but how do you continue that relationship? Like you've, it's kind of like having gone on like five dates, you know, this is more than just a first date. This is like, you've got on, you have, you get to know each other really well. Mm -hmm. So how do you maintain that relationship moving forward? And so for us, we talk to our clients about how to leverage opportunities. And so this for us means a couple different things. One, what are additional collaboration opportunities that you can have with the podcast host? Maybe the host has you know, a paid mastermind where they provide value to their coaching clients. Maybe there is you know, an online course that they have that you could provide a, a quick like masterclass that, that gets added into their you know, client portal and provides value to their audience. What are additional ways that you can show up and serve what they're doing? Another thing is, who do you have in your network that would be a great connection for the podcast host? And so you can make those introductions and continue to provide value in those ways. Maybe it's signing up for the podcast host email list and making sure that you're staying top of mind by responding to some of the email blasts that go out. The idea here is continue to provide value, continue to nurture that relationship. You that doing that will allow you to have a business that has longevity and those relationships really snowball, you know, and I, I'm just amazed by this. When I first started podcast guesting, my business looked like a virtual assistant agency. So we weren't just doing podcast guesting. I hadn't yet really figured out the gold in that. 
I was helping people with general virtual assistant tasks, but some of the connections that I made with podcast hosts back then, those are still really great referral and collaborative partners for me today because I invested in the relationship. So even though what I talked about has pivoted, you know, I don't offer the same services, the relationship stood the test of time and it became flexible, I guess you could say, with my business as it grew. So, so important. And very truthfully, not I don't know how many podcast guests actually do that. In my experience, not that many. So, I mean, the ones that, that well, even taking the time to leave a review for the show, that makes a an impact on the host because we obviously want to be able to have more people find us and, and we can do that through reviews. But I think that the ones that are intentional about staying in touch, I'm likely to maybe reach out to them even again and say, hey, we talked about this, but you also have this to talk about. Do you want to come back on again? And those are because we have a step. I mean, some of my guests, we have stayed really tight and others, you know, and that's just life, right? right. I mean, but right. um, that's a great tip. You bring up a good point though. And that is that not a lot of people go the extra mile and it makes it all that much easier to stand out. So I think that's kind of good news for the people that think, you know, I've had a few clients say, well, how much time do I have to spend, you know, doing all these things to follow up? And I'm like, honestly, if you set aside like an hour a month to just look through the list of people and go, oh yeah, I remember we connected really well. Or, you know, they told me about, you know, their little kid's birthday party they were going to have that weekend. I should just follow up and see how that went. Like be a human and treat yeah. other people <laughs> like humans. You know, it's just insane how simple it can be to stand out because it's like you're going an extra mile, but it doesn't take that much work because no one else is doing it. Exactly. Exactly. So, so important. What else as we're wrapping up our time together today that you wanted to be sure we talked about before we find out how to connect with you? Yeah. So I guess one of the last things that I'll add here is that the barriers to entry don't have to be really, really big. You know, they're not huge barriers that you can't get over. There is so much impact that you can make as a podcast guest, even by connecting and being featured on podcasts that are newer. So I think that sometimes people think like, you know, just like we talked about with thinking about it with marketing and PR, like, bigger is better, more connected is better. <laughs> so, you know, I've had a lot of great success with podcasts that I've been a guest the first 10 or so episodes. What you'll notice about podcasts is when you find a new one that you really like, it's kind of like Netflix. You go back to the beginning and you start binging. <laughs> and so the barriers to entry are very low. If you're just getting started and you're like, I, you know, I'm a little bit nervous about this reach out to somebody who has a newer podcast and they'll be thrilled be flattered. Yes. Yep. They'll yeah. be thrilled and flattered. And, and I will tell you that if they do what I do, which is evergreen publishing my episodes on social media, then as the show grows, they will continue to kind of promote your show. So my show now is far more popular than it was when it was at 10 episodes. And I just got a note. I had my social media scheduler put out a post for episode 54. Well, we're on episode 272 right now. So obviously episode 54 was a while ago. And I got a note from him on social media. Meg, I freaked out when I saw this. I thought, did I forget to do something? And then I realized <laughs> that this is, you're still promoting the show from when I did it before. Thank you for still promoting it. 
So, but it was pretty funny. He like freaked when he first saw himself on the post. He thought, what did I not do? (laughs) So there is a, you know, there's advantages. You will get your face and your name out there. Not everybody promotes evergreen, but it is something that I do. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, there are podcasts that I've been on that they've recorded, you know, 50 episodes or less, and then they stopped recording. One of the podcasts that I get the most inquiries about my services on that's that's exactly what that podcast is but they had really good SEO and people still go back and listen you know i think that they're still really active the business still exists for this person and they still you you know use use social media a lot and so like people right. go back and look at their old stuff but yeah i still have people reach out and it's like i recorded that you know over a year ago and they don't even produce new episodes and i'm still having people tell me they've listened to it so isn't that awesome so it's just the way I mean, once you put something out there, it's going to be out there. How can people learn more about you and and get in touch if if they'd like to? Yeah. So our website is yesbossva.com. And the the only place that I I say it like this, the only place I kind of sort of hang out <laughs> is on LinkedIn. So if you heard me on this podcast, I would love it if you dropped me a line on LinkedIn. It's just easy to send me a message there and say, hey, I heard you on Meg's show. And it would be fun to hear where you found me. That would be awesome. So yeah. thank you so much for bringing your very others-focused, value-driven content today. <laughs> it was delightful to meet you. I'm giving everybody just a little, Kristen's about to have a baby. So let's give lots of positive energy towards her and her thank new baby. And thank you so much again. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you inviting me into your space and allowing me to just hang out with you. This is really fun. I hope you got as much out of Kristen's light and energy. And don't forget to send positive light and energy her way for her upcoming birth. Uh, If you'd like to know more about Kristen and how to connect with her, go to starcoachshow.com slash 277. That's starcoachshow.com slash 277. In Kristen's bonus question that will go to the membership community, She shares how she, from the very start, some of the different strategies that she employed to build her six-figure business without social media. So we got a little more into the beginning of of what it looked like. And if you're in that place of, how how am I going to start my business and get it to that six-figure pretty quickly, her her members-only bonus question is going to really resonate with you. And our membership site uh, is, I know, and I I know I've promised that that was going to come out in February. That's actually going to, um, I'm aiming for April with that. So I apologize for the delay in that, but it is filled with great content and I'll have more information about that later. Thanks for once again joining the show, being a part of the energy that goes into the Star Coach podcast. And if you're enjoying the show, please think about leaving a rate and review. I am super proud of the fact that I have only five star reviews. That doesn't mean that if you have less than that, I don't want to hear from you, but I love the fact that your reviews actually help me respond to what is really resonating and trying to bring more shows like that on. So thank you for those of you who have left a review. 
And if you haven't yet, please consider doing so wherever you listen to the show. Next week, I am uh, introducing you to Dr. Karen Rigamonti. And the conversation that we're going to have is how to bring humanity back to conversations. It is a rich discussion. Karen really shares authentically and personally about some of the things that have occurred in her life. And I uh, strongly encourage you and invite you to the show next week. So until next week, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best in your relationships, in your work, in your love life, in your in whatever you're engaging with. I wish you well and I invite you back. Have an awesome week.